everybody. Welcome in. Another edition of The Wrap. Tom Mazzoway and Clarence Black on NRM Streamcast, live from the Jim Reels friendly Chrysler Jeep Studios. Our good buddy, Ethan Perlman, in the house. The birthday boy. How old are you going to be? I'm going to be 24 tomorrow. Nice. 24. 24 on the 24th. Nice. That's so, so cute. Of course we had you That's in here so because, cute. you know, you're our number one Tiger fan and you know a lot more baseball than a lot of people out there. So it's good to have you on. Love them Tigers. Love those They're tigers. going to the playoffs. Let's go. We'll have Dan Dickerson 24. join us here in just a minute. The radio voice of the, the Tigers. Damn. 24. It's like mm. a little baby. So cute with a little beard. Look at you over there. <laughs> just a little beard. Good to see. Yeah, yeah. The beard, the beard is back. The beard was off for a while. Now it's back. Yes, hey, you got the double header tonight. If you're listening here on a Thursday, on the 23rd, it's uh, Garrett Cole against Max Scherzer, Yankees at the Nationals. Doctor Fauci throwing out the first pitch, pitch at Nationals Park. And there was a time, just maybe like a week, two weeks ago, that they weren't positive they were going to be able to play this game in D.C. Yeah. But uh, you know, I guess they got it all cleaned up and. Um. We're going to see how this non-bubble sports, Major League Baseball, works. You know, I've been trying to catch games, man. I saw, uh, I think it was Texas and um, Texas and Arizona. I think I saw, and it was. I mean, it's not. I mean, base, if you like baseball, man, it's baseball. There's no crowd, but it, it's it's interesting because they're the PA people are just treating it like any other game. Right. Mm-hmm. So it's no crowd. Like, I mean, Metallica's playing at one point, and you're just kind of like. <laughs> they still got walk-up music? Because yeah. I haven't oh, watched yeah. it. Because yes. I haven't no, watched every, an inning. Everything stays the same. Okay. The only thing is just there's nobody there. It's just the players. And I, like I said, over the weekend, I tried to watch some games. Even Yankees-Mets. Come on. Yeah. And I just could not get into it. I could not get into it. By the way, game two tonight, Dodgers and the Giants in San Fran. It's Kershaw. And Cueto, if you're listening how long here is, on a uh, Thursday. How long? What did they, they call it? What's not spring training? Summer camp, right? Yeah. Is that what yeah. it is? Yeah. Well, we had spring training. Well, how long is that? I don't know. The summer camp? camp? Yeah. Was it, it two it games? Was, three it was, games? It was, uh, the, a few games. It was the two weeks, and then like the Tigers played two exhibition games. They played against the Reds. Some, some teams played more than two, I think. But so the games count now. The oh, games yeah. Count Starting now. Tonight, yeah. Right. Starting tonight. Starting tonight. Yeah. Yep. And All the man right. who will uh, call these games, uh, for the Tigers at least, starting tomorrow, Dan Dickerson joins us, my good buddy. And we got to watch some spring training ball earlier in February, Dan, and, and into early March, but... Who knew that that would be the uh, penultimate for me personally? I mean, at least there was crowd there. We were into the game. I mean, what's going on, Danny? How you guys doing? Always we're great, to talk with Mr. You. D. We're great, man. So what's going on? Fill us in on uh, on this Tiger team. The uh, roster has been announced, and there was a couple of guys that we looked at. One of them, Bo Burrows, that we kind of was scratching our head on. But I guess they can't let him go down again, right? Because then they lose him. No, uh, he wasn't one of those. But I, what you ran into, I think, was uh, the thought that, you know, you had some non-roster invites who really, you know, had a strong shot to make this team. I think the Lugo piece was one of the things that figured into the equation. They did not want to lose him. And you might say, well, that's not that big a loss. And I actually would have thought that earlier in the year. But remember, the the third base depth in the entire organization right now after Tamer Candelario, I mean, if, if it's not Dowell Lugo, you're going to Isak Paredes, uh, you know, Gage Horton and Spencer Troy. I mean, there is no depth <laughs> in terms of guys who played at the major league level. So that's why Dowell Lugo had to make this team. Candelario is going to get the start, but he would have been exposed to waivers. And if you had lost him, you would have had no depth whatsoever at third base. So, again, decisions like that 
you know, Nick Ramirez was a surprise to me, but I think it gets into the whole, you know, 40-man uh, roster makeup. If you put a non-roster invite on your 40-man opening day roster, you have to take someone off. And that's, that's where some of the really tough decisions make because Nick Ramirez deserved to be on this on this team, and I think the non-roster status really affected him. I think he was easily one of the more effective pitchers in camp, but I think uh, they just couldn't fit him onto the 40-man, and that, that that was a tough break for him because I, I think he could have been and still might be a really useful piece. Too bad they just couldn't go uh, next door to the Reds and uh, grab back uh, Eugenio Suarez. <laughs> well, they got Alfredo Simon. On tra- oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God! Could that be one of the bigger gaffes in, in, in Tiger history? When we go back to Smoltz, this one might be right well, there, yes, second. And, and Smoltz, you can actually make an argument yes. that at the time, you know, you, if you look at the history of that, they actually, you know, gave uh, the Tigers a, a choice of which one they wanted to give in that deal, and you know, so so that one you can actually say, you know, was that as big a gaff? You know. Is 60 yards in the low minors, you know, is that a huge gap? They got a guy who helped them win the division. So, so that one, yes, in the long run, it certainly looked bad. But this is, this is in terms of Dave Dombrowski, all the great deals he made, this yeah. is almost, it's a little bit inexplicable uh, trade for an Alfredo Simon when it looked like Suarez was a, you know, on the cusp of being a really good major league hitter if you look at what he did before he got called up that year at AAA. But anyway, he's gone and he only hit 49 home runs last year. Yeah, so. that's all. And an all-star <laughs> team. All-star game as well. Dan Dickerson joins us here on The Wrap. Tom Azaway, Clarence Black, and the birthday boy, Ethan Perlman. We'll, th- we'll, th- we'll let you throw out the first question to Dan. Yeah, Dan, my first question <laughs> is, so we, we know that Boyd, Nova, Turnbull are going to be starting game one, two, and three of the year for the Tigers. Um, who is going to be filling in that fifth rotation spot in your mind um, while Daniel Norris is still returning from COVID? Yeah, fourth and fifth right now. I mean, it's, you'd think it'd be Tyler Alexander and Michael Palmer. I thought it was interesting. They both pitched yesterday, two innings apiece. I do think they're going to use Palmer uh, as a opener. Uh, in the first time or two, meaning three innings. He's right. just not built up right now. He's coming back from Tommy John. It's great that his stuff looks good and he looks good, but they're going to they're gonna handle him with kid gloves early. So it still might be Fulmer, say, on Monday in the home opener and Alexander Tuesday. They might piggyback those two and just have a bullpen day because they have 11 guys in the bullpen on Tuesday. And, I, again, by the end of the homestand, by next weekend, I really expect Casey Mize is <laughs> going to be here. I really do. Yeah, yeah. I, I just, I mean, it, it's clear. Yeah, you know, it's it's such a bad position for a GM to be in, right? I mean, he can't talk about it. No GM can talk about it. No team has ever pushed a clock on a pitcher versus a position player. But I mean, you'd be committing malpractice if you brought him up to start the year when that one week buys you one year. So. Uh, I do think Casey Mize, after a week, will will be up next weekend. Certainly seems like a logical time. Nate, let him make a start at Comerica Park, and then I think the logical thing after that would be Fulmer and Alexander being your fifth starter in a piggyback situation. Voice of the Tigers, Dan Dickerson, joining us here on The Wrap. All right, Mr. D. So this time last year, the World Series champion Marlins were 15 games under Nationals. Five, Nationals. Yeah, Marlins. The, the Nationals. <laughs> the World Series <laughs> Nationals. <laughs> See, I got those blue. Like, that's who yeah, it was, the I, blue I jerseys. Completely, what happened last year? Yeah, 
which I saw the cool new blue jersey, so that's been stuck in my head. I said Rangers, it was Marlins. Uh, so what do you think in terms of of things that you have, have, have thought through? What might be the most unlikely surprise that we'll get out of these 60 games? I tell you, it's, I've been reading so much about, you know, the just the randomness that's going to go with the 60-game season. And, you know, think of guys who are traditional slow starters and teams that are often slow starters. I mean, Oakland has a history going back many years of just kicking it into gear in the second half of the season mm-hmm. and putting together some remarkable second halves. Um, you won't have that luxury this year. You mentioned the Nationals last year, 19-31 and 31 through 50 games and still below 500 at 60 games. So there's certainly going to be an urgency. There will be no, obviously, <laughs> you can't make up for a, a slow start that goes 30 or 40 games. Um, so I, I think the thing that everybody's just going to have to understand is the amount of randomness that you're going to have. I mean, if you look at maybe one of the best, what did I see? The, the, the best 60-game streak was by some guy I'd never even heard of. Bill Thompson or something? I don't know. He hit 420 <laughs> over a... <laughs> you know, over a 60-game stretch, I don't know what it was, within the last 10 years. I don't remember that at all. Well, that's the kind of thing that could happen in a 60-game stretch. Somebody that has no business leading the league in home runs or leading the league in, in batting average or just jumping to the, you name it, the top of the charts in any category, that can happen. I do think absolutely a team that we don't expect. I love all the predictions about who's going to win with right. what division. I think you just throw them all Absolutely. Out. I know what the best teams are, but because something's going to happen this year. No doubt. That you're just going to be like, what? The Tigers made it? Yes, they made it, okay? Uh, so, <laughs> Mr. D, what you're saying is they're going to sign Chris Shelton. Got it. All right, yeah. so that's all you had to say. They're going to sign Chris Shelton. <laughs> Red Pop. That's all you had to say. <laughs> he had a good 60 games. <laughs> it wasn't that long. I think it was just a little over a month, wasn't it? Yeah, that's <laughs> about runs in April. That's, that's, about all, right. that's all it might take hey, this year. Hey, I'm, what I'm interested in is, I mean, there's still apparently the chance in the next couple of days. I, I read that they don't have to do it by today, that Players Union and the ownership and the league could agree to expand the playoff field, which I think is really the right thing yes. to do to expand it to 16. You've got a 60-game season because of the randomness, because – 60 games might not be enough to get the best teams into the postseason, meaning the best teams on paper. Um, I think that's actually a fair thing to do, and that means you might have teams under the 500 mark right. getting into it. But I, I do think that's the fairer way to do it, uh, just to make sure that you know you give every chance to the best teams to get in the postseason and to show that they are the best teams. It's a no-brainer. They should do that, which which makes me scared. If it's a no-brainer, they probably won't do it. <laughs> How about the poor homeless Jays? Where are they going to play, Oh, Dan? my God. <laughs> Come on. We're already seeing stories about the 1899 Cleveland Spiders. Oh, baby. <laughs> I love that name, by the way. The, the team that didn't have a home because – and people are like, why didn't they have a play a home game? Because nobody was going to the games in Cleveland, so they just played every game on the road. They were that bad. A team that once had – Cy Young on it. <laughs> Unbelievable. But they win 20 games that year. Oh. Uh, I feel bad for the Blue Jays. I don't – I just don't understand. I mean, these are not dumb people leading the Blue Jays. Mark Shapiro is, you know, in charge. And I just – I guess I just don't get how you don't have a backup plan knowing that Ontario might turn down your request to get a waiver so you don't have to quarantine and you can play at the Rogers Center. I mean, right. they clearly – thought about Pittsburgh but again they didn't have approval they have no they have no plan and they are six days away from their 
home yeah. opener, bye. I mean, is there Again, anything? Is there it anything in Buffalo mind. that could have held them? Is there a stadium in Buffalo anymore that could that yeah, could have housed the them? The stadium's big enough. The problem is they have to. I mean, this is something they would have had to address. Uh, okay, you know, if we get turned down and we have to know by, I would have thought three weeks ago, not a week ago. Yeah. If we get turned down. We're going to go to Buffalo. We have to upgrade the lighting. We have to upgrade the clubhouses. We have to build temporary clubhouses. We have to expand the weight room. I mean, there are many things that you would have to do to make it feel like home and like a major league clubhouse. I mean, probably hundreds of thousands of dollars in improvements. Uh, it could have been done, but it's too late for that now. And the fact that they got turned down in Pittsburgh, which is still going to be a difficult, there was no clubhouse for them in Pittsburgh. <laughs> there was going to be a temporary facility. I, I just, there is no good workable solution. I feel so bad because those players are going to have maybe wow. Camden Yards as their home ballpark, but they're, what, eight, nine days, and they're going to have to play somewhere else. Where is their AAA team or their taxi squad going to play? If they're in Buffalo, wow. they obviously can't play in Buffalo. It's a mess. The Lugnuts offered me, them something. It should have been avoidable. The Lugnuts offered them there. That's one of their farm teams. So here in Lansing, they, they said, come on to Lansing. We'll take care of you. So, Mass. And that's, and that's great. That's a great facility there, and. Better, yeah. I mean, that's that's probably not not a bad solution at all. Maz, Ethan, Mr. D, what about a place that has still relatively low rates of infection? They love baseball. What about Omaha, home of the World College World Series? People mm-hmm. love their baseball. I mean, I think that might be a that be a. I can see that as a That'd great, be beautiful. Fit. I mean, the, the Nebraska's got you, that's a, that's a really good thought because they've got four clubhouses there because beautiful. they always have to accommodate yeah. teams coming and going. You know what? That's a pretty good idea. It's a beautiful facility. Yeah. Mr. D, you, you, you send it up and tell them it was your idea. I'll let you have credit for that one. <laughs> oh, no, you get credit for this one. You get No, I think that's a great idea. I'm surprised it hasn't been floated. I mean, that, that makes a lot of sense in many ways. Dan Dickerson joins us. Tigers getting ready to play uh, the Cincinnati Reds, and we've seen them for a couple of games now. Nick Castellanos is on that team, and we're going to see a lot of the Reds. Matter of fact, this schedule – what do you think of the schedule, Dan? I mean, it. I mean, it's jam packed. Well, obviously, I, it's not. It's not great. No. I mean, what, what are you going to do? Nothing. <laughs> two you games know, with the Brewers, what, then back home for two with the Brewers. I looked at that. I'm like, first, what the hell? Thirteen of your first seventeen <laughs> games are against the National League. I know. I mean, that's just, that's bizarre to me. But I mean, again, what what are you going to do? I think what people have to realize is a normal season, you play slightly less than half your games against your division. 66 other games against the American League right. and then 20 against the National League. So the fact that it's two-thirds against your division, one-third against the National League, and you don't see the other 10 teams in the American League, that would have been tw- – in a 60-game schedule, that should have been 24 games. I understand why they're not doing it. Right. But just to give you a feel for how different this schedule is going to be, uh, that's a huge change. Instead of seeing 19 teams, you're going to see nine. I'm ready to give up uh, interleague play after this year, by the way. I was always for it. I loved it at first. I'm tired of it. I think they just wore it out. They played too many games. I don't know, man. Is there is there an easier way to get around this, Danny? Well, I think you obviously with 15 teams in each league have to play. Um, you have to play you know, interleague at least one series at all times, right? But I want to know what the number is. What could you cut that number to? I think you could cut it to 10 to 12 games. And that means that, you know, you wouldn't be playing everybody equally, but I don't care. I'm with you. I'd like to see it cut down to as few a number. You have to play a certain number, 
to balance the schedule or to accommodate the schedule. Uh, but if the expansion comes along in the next few years, then you might have 16 teams in both leagues. I don't think that's coming anytime real soon, but uh, then you can get back to, I, I think it'll be with us for a long time, but I'm with you. I, I just, I'm done. Do a whole lot for me. I'd rather stay in the American League and see the Yankees and the Red Sox. Red Sox. Yep. See them twice. Angels. You name yeah. it. I'd rather see any American League team. Yes. An extra series or two than than uh, play in the National League. I just I would. All right. Let's have some fun with the new rules. DH in both leagues, which should be permanently. Yay. If you ask me, I like. <laughs> I like. I'm one of the few. I think. I like the man on second. In the tenth inning, I, I like it. No, no. Hold on. Let's let let's let a professional talk about <laughs> oh, it. Go ahead, Dan. Oh no! I Tell me how exciting it's going to be. I'm not a fan of it, but I I, I think it's it probably makes sense in this year. I mean, Tigers are playing 37 games in 38 days. If they had one game where they had 17 inning game or a 15 inning game, that could really blow them out of the water. Any team, so that that makes sense in in this season. I hope we don't see it beyond this season because it feels a little gimmicky to me and yet i don't know you guys tell me it's like most fans have gotten over the nhl over time which has gone from what five on five to four on four right. three on three i don't pay attention and to it know. actually <laughs> i really don't listen i don't care I, about the regular season in hockey i just do, don't i can't believe you you would want the gimmick can yeah, i can i, I can i, I, want can I solve the problem yeah. I, see, I came up. See, you, Mr. D, you'll love this because I actually have what I call the Dan Dickerson rule. They should have implemented this year. So, but because I'm a huge fan and I and I care about your well being and I know how hard you work. See, I simply think tie game at the end of it. No, at the end of no matter what happens at the end of nine, we're done. <laughs> and Mr. D can go home because he's been there all day, and and you do it like you get a half a point each because in sixty games, look, that's if a you wanna, But if you want to make the games count, imagine them trying to play for a tie. Like I'm okay with that. Let the games end. There's nobody in the stands. You want to see a 15 inning game with nobody in the stands? I can tell you, Dan Dickerson doesn't want to see it. I do. Nope. The Dan Dickerson rule: Let your people go home after nine. Let your people go home. That's good. That's good. <laughs> hey, Dan, I know no, you got to run. The game. I don't want ties. There's, there's nothing worse than <laughs> I know you got to run, Dan, but I think I've got the next. No, we're good. We're good. All right. The next Red Sox jinx is going on right now. They let Mookie Betts walk away. I, mean, I don't care what they traded. They, they traded this guy away. And the Dodgers gave him 12 years, 365. That's official. Jeff Passan just said it. $60 million signing bonus. 27 years old. This guy does it all. Great guy, great clubhouse oh guy. What a personality. Why wouldn't you want him on your team? Till he's 40? 39. They had to cut payroll, I guess. I Bull! Mean, Bull! That's the guy. That's the guy. That's the guy I want wow. around. That's the guy I want around. Uh, he's good for the Dodgers for keeping him. Wow. Bad for baseball because, I mean, my goodness, is any team. No, that's very bad for baseball. Oh, my God. Loaded. That's like an all-star team. It's oh unbelievable. Yeah. I mean, how is any team, I mean, again, short of the season, anything could happen, but that team is ridiculous. I mean, they were already a great defensive team. They just added the best defensive outfielder <laughs> easily to their to their roster. I mean, they do it all. They do every little thing that you want, from oh. development to defense to pitching, bullpen, starters, hitting. I mean, my goodness. I'm happy for him. I just... I'm happy for him, yeah. Yeah. I love the guy. Great. Yeah. 
So, so Mr. Him, huh? Mr. D, real quick. So if it, if it can't be the Tigers that lift the trophy at the end of this 60-game abomination, who's your who's your sentimental sentimental favorite? If it's not going to be our boys, who would you like to see uh, ho- hoist the trophy this year? Twins? That's a good question. I mean, I, uh, the Twins intrigue. I, I don't really pull for other teams in the Central, but, I mean, the Twins intrigue. And I suppose if it's not going to be the Tigers, uh, you know, the Twins just because, they, I, you know, they've lost how many consecutive games in the postseason? I know. <laughs> I mean, it's, a, it's a big number. I think it's up to 16 or 17 games. Oh, my God. I've always – I've got a soft spot for Oakland just because yes. they're bringing on a budget. Good call. Good call. So Oakland and Tampa. I, I yes, go another good call. Tampa because I just admire how they squeeze the most out of low payroll teams. And, you know, uh, they're on a budget. And <laughs> I think they've shown great creativity, especially Tampa Bay, with how they use pitchers. And didn't yeah. seem like it would be able to work over two consecutive seasons, but it has. And now they put together a rotation that. Whew. Well, the Tigers don't have to face that. The top three are ridiculous. Wow. So yeah. I would say probably those two uh, would would lead the way just because I like the way they, they do things. How about the Mets? Mets, are, you know, broke. They don't have an owner. Poor Mets. For any teams in New York. Poor Mets. <laughs> well, come on. I didn't say the Yankees, did I? <laughs> Maz is talking about the Mets like he's the deadbeat drunk uncle at Christmas. Like, look at Billy over there. He's broke. <laughs> Holy Maz. Hey, Dan, when are we going to see Spencer Tork- Torkelson? And is he going to be the third baseman of the future? Um, I wouldn't rule it out. It's not easy, obviously, but I don't think you, you announce him as a third baseman unless you think he's got the athletic ability to play there. I've watched him taking up ground balls to think, okay. I mean, that's going to be a work in progress. I just think his movements are athletic, um, more so than Nick Castellanos. And that's not a knock on Nick, but, you know, they tried to make him a third base, and it was a struggle. I just think the movements and the athleticism is on a higher plane with Corpson, and I I certainly wouldn't put it past him. But, I mean, the worst-case scenario is he moves back to first. Right. And I have no idea when he'll debut, except I'll tell you, the college hitters of, of this magnitude who get these kind of rave national reviews uh, in a normal season, he could have uh, he could have easily debuted. You know, end of next year, more likely start of twenty twenty two. But I think Pete Alonso. Somebody asked me to compare him to Pete Alonso recently. If you look at Pete Alonso, that's not a bad comp in terms of power. You know, young power hitter. How how long did it take him? It took him two full seasons plus another half season the year he was drafted to work his way through the minor leagues and it just reminds you of the value of having the chance to develop and see all the different levels from low A to triple A. He went five different levels, Pete Alonso did. Put up good numbers, but it reminds you it's a process sometimes. And he debuted at what, twenty three, I think. So I'm not saying that Torkelson's gonna go out and hit fifty home runs, but I think that's a pretty good comp and a good reminder that a couple of years in the minor leagues for a really talented special hitter uh, would not be, you know, abnormal. And it might be 2023, but I think this kid, if he can get the, the at-bats next year, a full year of at-bats in the minor league, it could easily be 2022. Hey, Mr. D, we got to get out of here, but before I got to ask you, no sport is as synonymous with smell to me as baseball. Without fans, 
no hot dogs or anything like that. What does the park smell like without fans? <laughs> <laughs> well, it, it's more just that feeling of life and energy, right? I think that's the thing. You, you walk into a ballpark, even early in the day, people are getting set up. And right. Concession stands are, are getting their work done. It's buzzing. It's just, oh, it's just, I don't know. It's just, I love that feeling. I still love walking the ballpark, but it's very different when yeah. there's just not, there's nobody there. You know, Jim and I are going to call opening day tomorrow, and we'll, we'll be one of, what, 10 people in the ballpark? Wow. Jim, Unreal. our engineer, me, and whatever security staff they have. I mean, Jeez. that's it. That's it. That's bizarre. So, from, <laughs> so you won't go on the road, right, Dan? No, I, I've, I want to, but I understand that, you know, I, we can't get on the team plane, but I, I wanted to drive to certain cities. And right now, they, everybody's like, you know, can we just wait before we make that decision? So that, you know, I get it. Uh, but I, I would like to drive to Cleveland for a series. There's only sure. one series there. I would like to drive to Chicago for one of the two series there. Um, Pittsburgh. I'm willing to fly. I, I've read enough to, you know, to know that I can stay safe. I really feel confident about that if I travel. So I, I want to. Right now it's on hold. So we'll see. But I would say at most probably a couple of series. All right, brother. Have a great season. Uh, we'll be checking back with you and uh, stay hey, healthy. Anytime. I love talking baseball with you guys. Ah, thanks, man. Hey, Ethan wants a new gig. He wants his gig back at the at Comerica. He wants to be a bat boy again. See if you can put the word uh, in for him. Uh, <laughs> oh gosh, I hope I hope next year looks different. But you really kind of get the sense that this this could be very much what it's like next year as well. Hopefully man. with some fans. All right, brother. Be good. Have a good te- good season. All right, you guys. You take care. All right, Dan Dickerson, radio voice of the Tigers. They get on with the Cincinnati Reds now this weekend coming up. Good luck to them. Good luck to everyone. Thanks, David, in the back. Ellington, Stevie Mack at home. Clarence and Ethan will do it again, all right? Stay right where you are. Listen to the wrap right here on NRM Streamcast.